0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast brought to you by the Polar Pro Studio. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and today's guest is Emilio Takas all the way from Athens, Greece. I got to know Emilio actually through the app Clubhouse. He's done a couple of Clubhouses with me talking about filmmaking stuff and we just really hit it off on Clubhouse. And so I asked him to be on the show because I find him to be a fascinating guy. The fact that he's from Greece and doing this whole YouTube thing is incredible and it really proves that it doesn't matter where you live, you can make it in this niche and in this industry all over the world, it's pretty amazing. Like always now with our new interviews, we are hosting the video of this conversation on our new channel. So go over to youtube.com ghpod. I got a new URL. You like that? And make sure to subscribe to the new uh, YouTube channel. You can see our entire interview there. Uh, so maybe you listen in the car and then pick it up at work while you're editing and watch the YouTube video. Uh, If you're a fan of the channel, I would appreciate if you guys subscribe, even if you prefer the audio format. It really means a lot to me trying to grow the channel. Uh, YouTube is obviously a big strategy for the show moving forward. So we'd love to have you over there and say hi in the comments. So without any further ado, let's listen into my conversation with Emilio. All right, so today I'm here with Emilia Takas, all the way in Greece. Did I say that right? I'm sorry if I butchered yep, it. Yep, yep, Emilia Takas, all the way from Athens, Greece. Oh, so beautiful. And your voice is so incredible. Thank you, it's like thank perfect you so perfect for, for this podcast for radio.
1: Thank you so much. And uh I'm very uh, you know, honored to be here on this podcast and especially talking with you because um a lot of people that listen to this podcast and also will watch it on YouTube, they know that uh, you're one of the kindest person in uh, <laughs> our community. You know, I'm telling that from heart. Me and, and
0: Renee Ritchie.
1: I'm holding his mouth right Rene, 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 yes. And <laughs> the thing is that you can tell from the character of someone, my personal opinion, from his smile and his face. And we can <laughs> say at least that you have a huge smile and you're a great person.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. I just uh, love what I do. And hopefully that shows in the work that I make. And the same is true for you, man. I've been watching your YouTube stuff now. And we've kind of become uh, acquaintances or friends now on uh, the Clubhouse app. That's where we really got to uh, talk to each other. You're very active on Clubhouse. Tell me about your experience on Clubhouse. Why have you really grown a liking to that app?
1: Uh, Clubhouse for me, it was something that for a lot of people is, uh, no, I don't want to mess with that. But what I liked is uh, being over 30s, right? Basically, I'm 35 years old. And uh, we lived the era where we had phone calls, right? Uh-huh. We lived it very strong before the SMSs and the texts and all that stuff. And uh, having the opportunity to talk with other people that probably you would never meet like we met together right it was in a room that we were talking and have the opportunity to meet new people just from the voice and without the need even the camera a lot of times we say I'm gonna get a bath I'm gonna fix my hair I'm gonna (laughs) wear the hat so I don't uh, show to the audience that my hair are dropping they don't like me anymore so having just to put your uh, your uh, earpods for example in Talk with other people is an opportunity that I never imagined. I believe that is going to be a huge success also for Twitter spaces, the space, the other app, and other apps that they're going to uh, use on that motive. However, it's a very good place to have conversations and talk. In my opinion, not for long hours, okay, because a lot of rooms are taking like an hour, two hours, three hours. I know.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. And
1: also what is kind of strange for me is that um, there are, and I don't want to, you know, get confused from, from what I'm going to say probably because it's my english but there are a lot of experts there
0: yeah <laughs> in a lot of rooms in quotations right Expert. yeah yeah
1: yeah a lot a lot of experts like get money get reads uh, you yeah. don't have to work and i'm like where am i living because i have to work to get money <laughs> like nothing is coming for
0: free right <laughs> it's so true man it's so true yeah i I think it's a really novel app right now. And by the way, if you're listening to the show and maybe you still aren't even aware of what Clubhouse is, basically Clubhouse is kind of like a Zoom call with multiple people and there's a host and that host can bring up speakers. So you can have multiple uh, speakers and then you can have up to was like 6,000 listeners, I think now. Yeah. Yep. I believe the uh, Elon Musk uh, did one a couple of weeks ago, and I believe that was maybe one of the first ones that really crashed the app a little bit because you can only have 6,000 people there. And obviously more than 6,000 people would like to hear Elon Musk uh, speak. And uh, so I, I noticed multiple people were doing like rooms playing the audio from the main room uh, and there's a lot of people doing hacks and things you know recording the calls and putting them on youtube even though you're not allowed to do that you're not supposed that's to do not that good that's not yeah. good because
1: you see that on the terms right on the terms of clubhouse and i i was in a conversation two days ago that they told me yeah but we disclose that we say it's recorded and i'm like okay. yeah but the terms of service (TOS) of the app says no recording. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. I don't I wonder, know how it's gonna end. I wonder how that's gonna uh, change through time. If if Clubhouse will allow recording or not. I think the reason why it's working so well is because it's so uh, immediate and and it is like going to uh, a live seminar or something. Uh, especially when you have these really high level creators there. I remember I was going to, to sleep. It was like 10:30 at night. I was really tired. I shot, you know, video all day and I was I was ready to go to bed. And then I got a notification that Mr. Beast started a room, and I was like, oh no, I have to listen to this. <laughs> and there's no other app or no other thing that would have caused that much urgency for me to stay up. I think I ended up staying up till 2 a.m. listening to this clubhouse, uh, because. Once it's gone, it's gone. I would have completely missed out on that opportunity to hear that conversation because it's not recorded. It's not saved even for 24 hours. And, you know, it did make me stay up late. But it's interesting that that format allows this immediacy and this kind of live aspect to it. That's what makes it special, in my opinion.
1: And also, you know, for uh, especially the kind of uh, our niece, uh, cinematographers, filmmakers, I was in a room in about uh, two weeks ago, and there were producers on Netflix, producers on HBO, directors, uh, casting agents, uh, Tyrese Gibson, the actor, and I was like, wow. "Am I here in this room now?" Like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> living, especially living in a in a country and not even city, a country that is far, far away from the LA and from where the whole action happens, you know. Yeah, getting in a room just to hear. What's their opinion, how they work, how are their sets, how are they picking the talents? And especially if you're an actor as well, like how am I going to start and have the opportunity to be in that room and listen to that people? You listen, yeah, you listen to experience, you listen to, and I believe you gain a lot of knowledge uh, out of nowhere, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sure. free free
1: out of nowhere
0: (laughs) yeah it's pretty amazing that the internet is just continuing with an app like this um you know it just continues to kind of make the world seem kind of flat like obviously it's around earth and we live very far away from each other i mean but here we are i'm living in nashville tennessee and you're in athens greece and we're having a conversation as if we were sitting across from each other having having coffee together exactly and uh this is One of the things that I'm very
1: thankful, first of all, for the internet, if I can say, because that's the the human connection, the connection that you can have with people that you share the same interests, because, you know, you don't find that very often. You (laughs) get musicians, uh, because I play music as well, and it's one of my biggest loves as well, and I remember that we were in a room in Clubhouse, okay, with another creator, and I grabbed my guitar. He grabbed his guitar. Another uh, uh, woman was playing the piano, and someone started playing the drums.
0: And we oh, were wow. like,
1: okay, okay, now we're jamming. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a, it's a live jam
0: session. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. It, from, there's from no way it worked, place. though, right? There was a lag, right? Like, it wasn't perfect, I would imagine. No,
1: no. <laughs> just one guy. Just one guy had the lag. And uh, he was like, yeah, sorry guys, but I'm going to improvise, you know? And we're like, it's okay. <laughs> <chill>. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's really amazing. And obviously, you know, you and I are in our, I'm, I just, I turned 30 last year. So I think you mentioned you're in your thirties as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So 30, 35, I'm an old guy. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> old but, guy for YouTube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, me too. I mean, I'm coming up in that uh, age bracket where I'm starting to be removed from the next generation of up and coming creators who grew up watching YouTube when they were children. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when YouTube was invented and somebody telling me, and I was confused what it was. And, you know, being a millennial, that basically meant I grew up without the internet as a child. And I got it early, you know, later in life, and uh, it is just so crazy that you know my kids are growing up with an iPad, with you know they're able to watch Daniel Tiger on the Apple TV whenever they want. You know, it's uh, a different world for them, and I'm I'm interested interested to see how they you know continue to utilize it. We see all these great creators coming up now, even in our niche, um, different tech YouTubers and stuff that are you know teenagers. There's a couple of guys that have uh, reached out to me that are like 16, 17 years old doing tech reviews. And they're
1: doing great things. They're doing great. (laughs) If if we be a little bit nostalgic right now, we will remember that when we were kids, first of all, um, MP3s, I remember like uh, we were spending like a whole day to download one track. (laughs) Napster. And we're saying, yeah, man, I'm going to take two weeks to have the full album.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But aside from that. uh, Lime Wire, did you use that too?
1: Yes. No, no, no. The Heroes.
0: No, no, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, no. (laughs) No, no. But I'm going to point specifically to the art of videography. Videography and photography was something that you needed to have a lot of money to film. Like I remember my first Minolta camera with films. And then when I got the Nikon and I was like, wow. And (laughs) then we got into the digital and my first digital camera was 640 by 480 pixels. And I was like, man, you can have the photo and place it on your computer screen. You know, like, wow. And the expensive cameras was very expensive, and it wasn't. That's why you you needed a professional photographer, for example, for your wedding. Yeah. Now we all lived in these days. Everyone can get a DSLR, and he can name himself. What do you do? I'm a wedding photographer. I'm a wedding videographer because there is a lot of information in the public, and also one of the main things for the tutorials as well that I follow on my channel is that we give the opportunity to give knowledge and things that we learn, you know, through the years for free and make other people learn new things. Because if you remember, we didn't have all this source of uh, knowledge for free available for us. And uh, that's why I'm very proud of the new generation. And I have to say that because I'm very new to TikTok, right? I'm like a baby in TikTok. And I remember (laughs) that I downloaded and I started, you know, scrolling. And I was like, dude, what are they doing? they're like 15 <laughs> years old and yeah okay they're all, you know all the i don't know if you've seen the the video and uh, now i'm moving like uh, you know people that are, they are listening us to the podcast so go to youtube if you want to understand what i'm doing right now but they get people we see that the new filmmakers the new era they're doing like something <laughs>
0: yeah you know it's all the crazy time.
1: and we see the results like the Daniel Schiffer results, right? On the, oh, yeah, the way the that they film. And
0: mm-hmm. their kids,
1: that they're doing <laughs> commercials for products, yep. for yep. fun. We were playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> or playing the guitar in the band, you know? And sure. I'm impressed. I'm And I don't know the next 10 years. That's why I told you, I feel a little bit old because we're <laughs> in our 30s. If we had... I know for sure if we had this kind of technology when we were young, yes, of Mm -hmm. course, we would be better, right? Imagine you have a kid right now and your kid is going to say, I want to start video, videography. Mm -hmm. Give me the (laughs) A7S
0: (laughs) three, Or I mean, even I know everybody always uses this as as an example, but obviously, you know, mobile phones are so good now too, that you could just give a kid that and they could start there. I mean, there's... Exactly. Plenty, plenty of great ways to, to use a phone. Um, so let's talk about you and, and like your journey as a filmmaker and, and now as a, a content creator on the Internet. How did you begin your career? I mean, were you a filmmaker, a freelance creator, editor? Just tell me your story. Um, I
1: started, first of all, as graphic designer. I started as a graphic designer and photography for a lot of uh, graphic designers, photography and videography are their passions because you're in the creative field in general. And uh, then I remember myself as a graphic designer from the earliest, about 2004, I started with HTML into the web designing and how you can, that's why I said, I'm very thankful for the internet in general, because it opened new dimensions and ways in my career. And um, I was following videography and photography just as a hobby, but a passionate hobby. For example, we were going vacations. I was in a full set, you know, and I had my wife, for example, okay, and now go here. Please come again back so we can make the travel videos. And uh, I have a very good friend uh, from school, Stavros, that um, he has a photo photo studio for, uh, you know, weddings, et cetera, and this kind of uh, ceremonies. And about uh, eight years ago, he told me, hey, man, uh, do you want to come and help me, you know, with the wedding? So I started on the Department of Weddings to do videography and photography. But if you know, uh, when it's not a a big budget wedding, usually a creator has a camera for the photos, a camera for the videos, you know, so you can go to people and cover the whole and then going to the editing and editing. And uh, that's how I was introduced to a more professional um, way of videography and filmmaking. Then I moved on to commercial and to corporate works and, um, you know, with interviews and stuff like that here. The video editing now was that uh, I'm a very strong supporter of the tutorials, as I said before, because... You give the opportunity to have free knowledge to people that they want to become video editors, and that was something that, first of all, I was thankful for people uh, like uh, uh, Ripple Training, for example, for Final Cut, or Marty Hapoya. For I remember, I still his first videos on how to color grade, or um, uh, Film Riot Legends, and um, a video (laughs) copilot. Now you know, I'm I'm telling you. Uh, people that, especially Film Riot and Video Copilot, they, they were with the, the old versions, you know, the uh, After Effects 1, <laughs> that they yeah. were doing tutorials. And um, as I grew up on the video editing, I said to myself that I wanted to create a YouTube channel so I can uh, give pass a little bit of what I got, you know, as a video editor when I when I began. and. Share the knowledge, whatever knowledge you know. I gain, for example, the ways I do tutorials is that I see an effect in a movie or in a, or in a, um, a TV show, and I say, okay, how how can we recreate that to Final Cut? You know, yeah. how we can. And also, you have the opportunity to work with other brands as well that they have plugins. And then, my my point of view is how I'm gonna create something interesting for the viewer that. At the end of the video, he's gonna say, "I gained something. You know, I, I I learned something after I watched this video, and this is for me the biggest uh, reward out of uh, this journey on uh, YouTube so far."
0: That's amazing, and you t- you just told me about TikTok as well. Like you're starting no, to no, play no, around no. With that. Just playing around. No, I I I don't think you know.
1: Something that I told you also before, I believe for these kind of videos, if you don't go to the, um, the way of instructing uh, how to do cinematic B-roll, um, and that's something that I don't want to do. <laughs> <unfortunately>. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, of course.
1: I, I I don't see TikTok, how it's going to be effective if you're not in your native language. For example, the thing that I'm struggling a lot and I'm trying to solve is how I'm gonna be more myself, you know, not in the native language. And this is practice. This is if you're talking in not your, in English all the all day, so you can express also your feelings. For example, this right now, the podcasting that we're talking, I'm Emilio. But when I'm doing a video or I'm creating a tutorial, I'm more anxious. I, I want to do it right, you know. I'm, or I'm doing a gear review. I want to have the script. Don't forget to say that. Or don't forget. It's not very easy to say, okay. For example, this is the camera, and it does this, 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 and this is how I use it. It's more uh, easy when you do it in your native language.
0: Yeah,
1: one of the goals, one of the goals for the future. But TikTok, I believe, you need to be more. Uh, you have, you need to have humor. You need to be, you know, a little bit more into the 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 air of the trendy as well, because. I can't come. I'm a boomer.
0: The the (laughs) title,
1: title, Emilio Takas. Are you really a boomer?
0: No, you're not. You're not a boomer.
1: You know what I mean? Like I (laughs) I had a conversation with a girl that she was 18 years old and the way they were talking about things, I was like, Oh, are you doing that? And she was like, you're a boomer. (laughs) You know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> I
0: mean, let's go over your YouTube channel. And I think some of the things that are working really well for you right now is it, you're really dialing in your thumbnail design, your titles, um, and you're, you're really diving into this niche really well that you're in with uh, final cut with, um, you know, Macintosh and things like that. Let's see, what's your most popular, your most popular video is the Dolly zoom vertigo effect. And the hmm. VHS effect free overlay pack, uh, flickering glitch effect. Um, what was what was that? I mean, that was two years ago, a year ago. Were you trying to be more in the you know editing niche, um, and then now you're transitioning into kind of reviewing all sorts of different things, and also doing that? I mean, what what would you say your niche is exactly? Very good question. So the may miss of uh, is nice or needs it uh so <laughs> i had this i had this argument or this discussion with my friend jevin dovey and we looked it up and uh on, in the dictionary you can actually pronounce it both ways there's no ah, okay. right or wrong way so okay. you can say niche or niche whichever one you want
1: okay so my niece uh basically is uh video editing tutorials in final cut pro mm-hmm. uh i because i I teach Final Cut Pro. I use Final Cut Pro. I'm a huge lover of Apple
0: products. Me, okay? me too. I'm a big yep. Final Cut Pro fan.
1: And also when you're in Apple products, we already know you need to be in the ecosystem. So you need to have an iPhone. You need to have an iPad. <laughs> because yeah, they, they they get you into that. They're very success to what they do. And also the huge love of the gear reviews and how you can help creators do the best in the budget more budget you know to film the videos that they're going to edit together is something that i totally love however when you do a transition as you know when you want to make a change because i'm a i'm a true believer that first of all you can do whatever you want with your channel if you're not going to use the channel just for money okay and you do that because you enjoy the whole process. Uh, You can do, and I remember also Peter McKinnon said that in one of his videos, like, it's my channel, I'm going to do whatever I want. And um, I know that a lot of people are going to say, yeah, but we want more uh, Final Cut Pro tutorials, okay? We don't want (laughs) to see how you use the M1 Mac. I understand you. I got some for you as well. But I got something. And um, there is this thing that when you say that um, I'm doing something for the people who watch me, but also I want to do uh, p- things for um, things that I want to. And um, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Ditsi said that, I remember. She was very clever. Yeah. Like one for me, two for you, something like that. Or one yeah. for me, one for you. Exactly. That's, that, that's a very great example of that. Now, uh, the gear reviews definitely are going to stay to the channel. Uh, for the tech reviews, is something that... Uh, I wanted to do, but I'm far away. And to be honest, I tried that, but just imagine something new is coming. Yeah. And you talk with the company or the PR and to travel through customs, through the ocean and come to you, you get one and a half month. Wow. (laughs) So Yeah, I would love to, but yeah, it's kind of a difficult thing to, so that creates something a little bit unique that you need to be creative. Like, yeah. for example, I'm I'm creating now the video for Insta360 that I'm going to post uh, next week on the channel. And I was like, yeah, I received it three months later. Yeah. So you you can do a usual review like, and yeah, these are the text <laughs> or a usual unboxing, you know, you need to be a little bit more creative. This is something that I'm working uh, very much lately. So how I can do, the videos more interesting to the viewers. And also, I want to say also to the listeners that they are creators and they're doing YouTube. Uh, Don't get discouraged from the views because YouTube algorithm has a special way that works. We Mm. might never find out how it works, how (laughs) how it favors creators and how not. The thing is that when you're happy, I'm happy, for example, I have a video for the TCL. the channel i remember i worked five days for that video right and i'm so proud i i I believe it doesn't have even 500 views (laughs) on the (laughs) channel but the final result for me was that i enjoyed creating the whole video and that's a win now eventually i believe because when you love what you do your channel is going to grow it might take one year two years for example i'm two two and a half years on youtube and i have Uh, almost 30,000 subscribers that I never dreamed. (laughs) If I go back two and a half years ago, I would never think that from Athens, Greece, I would have 80% of my viewership (laughs) in the U.S. and Canada and almost 30,000 subscribers. That's amazing. So I believe after one or two years that people are going to see my channel, even for the first time, they're going to say, let's see what else has this person created, right? Going back. And- then it's going to be, I, we still see videos from Marcus Branley, right? When he was
0: <laughs> from algorithm. Yeah. I know it's always like uh, one of his first videos from like nine years ago or something crazy. And by the way, you're at 29.7 thousand. So if you're listening to this and Emilio still hasn't hit 30, go over to YouTube and search for his channel and subscribe right now. Let's get him to 30,000. Let's do it. I think it's totally possible. You're almost there. Only a couple hundred away um you know I, i'd like to transition into m1 mac because i'm using one right now i'm using the m1 mac mini um i ended up having to i did buy the base model version and i ended up getting the maxed out version because i found that eight gigs eight gigabytes of ram wasn't enough for me with final cut um what are your thoughts on it as a as a full-time you know final cut editor and uh obviously it's interesting how many views uh, that thing gets. I mean, I'm looking at your channel and all your Mm -hmm. M1 Mac videos perform really well. And I've had other friends tell me the same thing. I think there's a lot of people interested in this new Apple Silicon right now.
1: Let me tell you for the M1 Macs. First of all, before I begin, I want people to know that we cannot compare this kind of machine with professional machines that people use. To create videos in Netflix, in uh, documentaries with huge productions, or in Hollywood movies, there is a reason, a strong reason, why we have Mac
0: Pro. Yes. Okay. And, so, and Intel Max as well still have a exactly, place because right this now. is
1: something that everyone should know before we begin the conversation of M1 Max. Now, mm-hmm. also M1 Max, because there is something new. It's a new processor. A lot of third-party companies that they have plugins, they don't work yet on M1 Max. So if you're a user that, uh, when even if you're using Logic or Final Cut or yeah. other Apple native apps, but you use third-party plugins, don't expect to work well in the new <laughs> system yet. Yeah. As, as we have covered that. Now, let's say this, that with a new processor, Apple made scene that we already saw, it can compare with Mac Pro. It can compare with the high, um, the top-spec MacBook Pros yep. in terms of speed. Uh, it's something that it's very budget-friendly to begin with. And that's why on my video as well, I said, if you're doing video editing and uh, you're a YouTuber that also you have the Sony a7S III, for example, and you want to work on the 10-bit, the, uh, on 120 frames per second... On an Intel-based Mac, it's going to be very hard without proxies, or you won't even (laughs) be able (laughs) to do that. But here, you can do that. And, of course, you're not going to be able to do that with 8 gigabytes of memory RAM because, and I have a video that explains that, the whole thing of the unified memory and how this uh, structure works is that it takes power from the memory, from the SSD, and from the GPU. So... Whatever needs more power, it gives it to that. And by default, if you remember with the 8 gig, because I had the 8 gig, I returned it, I got the 16 gigabyte. Yeah. And the thing is that by idle, it's almost 7 gigabyte all the time. I know, yeah, round. it's true. So, so it, it was using the unified from the SSD. Now, the big question is for people, because a lot of people had, uh, is this good? Is it okay? Yeah, it's perfect. For the money that you get it, it's perfect. And if you even if you don't have an expensive monitor, having a 200 bucks monitor, so you can work with that, it's even more perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: If you have the if you don't need a computer right now and you wanna wait for the new iMacs, wait for the new iMacs. If you wanna wait for the new Mac Pro, wait for the new Mac Pro. If you don't need yeah. something now, but if you want, for example, I have a friend that he's building his YouTube channel right now and uh, he was telling me what camera should i get what computer what and i was like get the mac mini get the mac mini get the 8 gigabyte if you can if you can afford it go for the 16 because you're starting now so you're not going to do super you know you're going to start for example with yeah. the sony a6100 it's okay you can you can edit that and uh, people Always don't uh, expect more than they already get. I remember with the Sony a7S three, a lot of people were saying, yeah, but it doesn't have electronic ND. Yeah, it doesn't have electronic ND. <laughs> it doesn't have S in it at all. We got it. Yeah, we got it. It does today. now. Yeah, we have it. <laughs> and this is this going to make you a better creator? For me, it didn't. It didn't make me a better creator. <laughs> I yeah, got it. Course. Like, if I work hard, if I film more, if I edit more, if I... Um, learn knowledge more from people like Valentina V for example for lighting mm-hmm. she makes a video a masterclass, five minutes masterclass, for example or other people like bradon Lee if you wanna be better to that it's not only the, the equipment that you use yeah so you're not gonna be a better video editor if you have the M1 Mac but you're gonna have a, a quicker workflow right it's not gonna stack it's gonna be easier for you
0: yeah, I mean, what I've found is that it's just so much faster at simple tasks like going through your clips and just scrubbing through the timeline. And like you said, there's certain codecs that are almost impossible to to view even on a expensive Intel Mac like uh, the XT3 or the XT4s H.265 10 bit, mm-hmm. or like you said, the A7S 10 bit. One of my good friends, Jevin and Dovey, he shoots everything on the A7S, and he bought the computer. Simply to be able to use the footage and, and be able to see it, and we are in this weird time right now where, <clears throat> you know, as we're recording this, it's uh, late February, uh, 2021, and you know, later this year we'll we'll start to see more computers that'll probably be better than these uh, in terms of uh, processing speed and, and graphics performance. Uh, <clears throat> but as of right now, the cheapest you know computer that Apple makes is pretty much as powerful as the most expensive laptop that they make as well. I sold my, I had a maxed out 16 inch, uh, MacBook pro from last year. Uh, I spent, I think $3,500 on it and I, I sold it and bought like this. a lot of
1: people. Like <laughs> <of Fiby. laughs>
0: yeah. I, it was a great, uh, machine. And you know, I I've been doing some really intense motion graphics recently. I've been doing some Instagram ads for some clients and, Uh, I've been noticing that the M1 Mac does struggle a little bit when I start adding, you know, five layers of animation and graphics.
1: Adjustment layers. If you go color grading, uh, too much color grading, it's going to struggle. For example, the 8 gigs for for me, after I worked for it for a week, I saw this message that you ran out of memory. It was pretty logical because I was trying to do that.
0: I was saying, when are you
1: going to break? Please, (laughs) like... This is totally. not possible. You're eight gigabytes of memory RAM. Like yeah, now. <laughs> I used to have
0: I used to have 32 gigs of RAM in my uh, MacBook Pro, and uh, I, I I do feel like the 16 gigs is working, but I still think I personally, as a working professional, would like to have 32 gigs of RAM. And M1X. I think that, M1x, yeah, M1x, M1x. It's coming soon, right?
1: Yep, yep. and you know. That's that's the struggle that a lot of times people they keep even for iPhones. You remember the era with iPhones? You you got two cameras, you got three cameras, and they were like, <laughs> Yeah, but we need more. Like, what do you want? <laughs> but- <laughs>
0: exactly. I think it's still it's so amazing. I think I'll probably keep this computer and just I'll buy the uh probably the the 16 inch with the M1X, um, and then I'll use this as like a render machine or you know, something else, but um, for now, I, uh, my friend Jevin, I was trying to go back and forth like, should I just sell my Intel Mac and buy this? And he was like, do you think the M1 will make your, make its money back in the next six months? And I'm like, yes. Prob- probably, yes. yes. So I was totally. like, all right, I guess I'll just go ahead and get it. So, um, that's why I got it. But <clears throat> cause the speed increase is so significant that it's, it's legitimately speeding up my workflow, but. We both are Final Cut editors. If you're in Adobe Premiere, then there's really no reason to get this because you're still using an emulated version of uh, Premiere because they haven't done a native uh, version of it. Not yet. Yeah, yet
1: that, That's why I told mm-hmm. you that there are also applications that they're not working natively yet. They, they're running through Rosetta. And um, that's why people need to see for every equipment that they use. And that's something that I usually say to all of my gear reviews videos. Do you really need it? Yeah, yeah, it's fancy. Yeah, it's okay. It's nice. Yeah, it does this. And <laughs> do, you, do you need it? Right. For For example, when I got the a7S three, uh, I was shooting with the a6500. Okay. And I want to have a full frame. the full frame look. I want to have the a7S as a camera. And when, it's, when it came out, I said to myself, I'm going to get a camera that it's going to last me for at least five years. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't care when I see the FX3 came out, the FX6. Yeah, you got a camera for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's a different thing, the camera with the computer, because, for example, on the computer, you need to have a better workflow. On the camera, there are a lot of things. You need to like this camera. You need to be attractive to this camera. You need to feel creative with this we are not very normal people. You know,
0: we know <laughs> <It's true. laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not normal at all. This is all very uh, it's silly, but it is what it is. Exactly. So for, <laughs> for
1: for example, now I'm trying to get my hands on a Ninja five from Atomos, right? Because I say, is it yeah. going to be better? <clears throat> like I want to see a lot of or people is have it. Yeah. Is it better?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, I, this is just my personal opinion. I think the, uh, the 10 bit 422 and the, a7S is so good that, and it's so easy to work with that. It, you know, the added, uh, weight and, you know, kind of inconvenience of the Ninja to me is a turnoff, but you do get a little bit more pro control. You should, maybe you should just rent one and, and try it out. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. If you have, that, if you have um, a friend man. that has one, you might even because be able to reach out to them and have them send you one for a review or something.
1: We, we have time.
0: <laughs>
1: we have time. <laughs> the thing is that what I'm trying to say is that, and I say that three times already, but the thing is that when you have the opportunity on a file, especially for color grading, that you don't need Lumetri Color or DaVinci Result to grade because let's face it, Final Cut, it's not the best in color grading, okay? Mm-hmm. If it's easy, if the file is easy, it's easy to manipulate it and do adjustments that you want. If it's a little bit of hard file, you need DaVinci or you need uh, the Lumetri because it's like Lightroom. So it's very easy for color grading. Final cuts, when you have a, an easy file to work with, I believe it's magic. It's fast, it's accurate. Quick workflow, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Because we're working like that. We when we when you're an editor, when you're a, a creative artist, you can't delay on that process. Right? Yeah. You need to do that's why we're multitasking, we're doing different things together at the same time, because that's what we do. And we need to be with fast turnarounds.
0: We yeah, can't totally. get a job and say,
1: okay. I'm going to send you the first video in three months. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You see, you laugh.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you? um, Oh, man, I was just thinking of something, but I completely blanked. I don't remember. I made you (laughs) lost. I made you lost your thought. (laughs) Yeah, Totally. Um, so, what are some of the things that I mean? Were you always a Final Cut editor? Were you in the original Final Cut as well, or did you transition to to X? You know, when when the uh, when the first version came out, what's to your story honest, with I, Final Cut?
1: I tried the Final Cut, the original version, but at the same time, I was working with Adobe Premiere because I'm a Photoshop user as well as a graphic designer and photographer. So I had Photoshop, I had Adobe Premiere. But especially when the 10 came out, the X, and it made everything so more convenient for me. So for me, the workflow was easier. For other people, they say, I learned Premiere. I don't want to go back because I have After Effects as well. So yeah. it's, it's also, mm-hmm. what what do you do as a video editor? If my workflow was uh, VFX or an artist that I use After Effects a lot, yes, I, I, I would consider staying in Premiere and don't even think about Final Cut right? But when you do just video editing, uh, that's something that I loved in Final Cut and continued all the way until now.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I I switched from Final Cut 7 to X, like the day it came out. And I've been using Final Cut 10 since literally the day it came out. So The day it came out. But I, I was in a situation where I was working with two other guys and we all switched together and we all collectively decided to switch. We were doing wedding uh, videography and it, for our workflow, it was great. Keywords, Although,
1: events, like uh, favorites. Yeah, the favorite, a lot of, <laughs>
0: yeah, favoriting for is, weddings. Favoriting is one of the biggest selling points for me. And I, I forget how useful it is. And I think when I show Final Cut to people who don't use Final Cut, they're like, oh, wow, that is actually really fast, you know. I just go through all my B-roll favorite, all the best parts, and then just view only favorites. And there you go. So great.
1: <laughs> we see, beam, 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 beam on the timeline.
0: Yep. And then, <laughs> the cutting. Let's go. <laughs> I know. And the mag, I think a lot of people don't like the magnetic timeline, but once you learn to harness it, you can really go fast with it, especially for YouTube stuff. So people
1: need to understand this. Like <laughs> they, they need to understand that it's a different, uh, there are, great editors between us in our community that they work for a big production and movies and documentaries that uh, when you go to YouTube or a wedding or a commercial or a, some, a product so right? It doesn't require so much hard, you know, process on video editing because at the end, it's like a um, nose Photo. Jared, uh, Jared, I believe, is from Fro Nose Photo.
0: Uh uh-huh.
1: he said one day that if you want to be a good photographer, forget about editing and learn how to frame your shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is also for videos. Like you can be a great video editor, but if you don't have a good starting point, of what you have as a shot, it's not going to make a difference. And this is where it comes, especially for YouTube, the storytelling. How you can create a story. A story. It's not always only from video editing. Video yeah. editing is nice, it's trendy. It has this. <laughs> but yeah, okay. The story, the end, how you're gonna the, the nice image. Like I admire people in our community, and there are plenty to start saying names that you see their videos and they're like photos. Yeah, you know, the the cinematography, because this is cinematography, how you can have a shot that you can have it into your world. Every sort of the movies that we see.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm looking at your Instagram account here and uh, you've got some great stuff, but I noticed that you're very active on Twitter mm-hmm. as, as I am as well. What are, every your, day. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Instagram versus Twitter? And why is it that nobody's on Twitter, but everybody's on Instagram? <laughs>
1: Very good point. Very good point. And I can tell you that I don't have the habit of consistency. I'm Mm. guilty for that. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that I was saying, I'm going to go for one day and have photos and videos for a whole week of Instagram. I did it one time. Then after two months, (laughs) I need to do that again, you know? Yeah. Seriously. I believe in Twitter. The good thing is that you have a, a good interaction um, you you can scroll out to a lot of uh, different information that it's not all, only uh, related to what you do. Because, for example, we are photographers or videographers. In Inst- Instagram, we used it as a way to showcase our work, right? As yeah. we had Behanes or as we had Flickr. What, what do I say? You see, I, I told you I'm a boomer.
0: Flickr, <laughs> yeah, I remember that.
1: <laughs> now... Instagram is related to this kind of stuff uh, and also they get a lot of deals a lot of uh, jobs through Instagram they if you say I'm a videographer they say okay what's your Instagram so i can say well it's Instagram it's started for photos but anyway on Twitter it's more interactive and also you have the ability to tag someone even no. and he doesn't get it offensive like why you tag me like, I, I'm not going to get a DM from you, okay? I'm not going to read my DMs, but if you tag me, I'm going to reply. And you start conversations. For me, it's more interactive and it's very funny. Like, I like spend my days when I have the time for the social media thing to be on Instagram, to see, for example, who tagged me, to see new conversations, to add comments more easily than Instagram, That also on Instagram. One thing that I find a little bit... um When you're not a very big account in Instagram with huge followers, right? I don't feel it like, great photo, good job. Like, I'm not the kind of person (laughs) that I'm going to go, for example, to Dave's videos, all the videos, because I like Dave and his videos. Hey, man, great video. As always, keep up. Oh, you crashed with this video. Great video. Like, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So I don't expect other people to do that as well. And when you yeah, do it, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm a little bit, wow, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it. Thank you. But yeah, it's something that I, I know a lot of people see that different, right? They're more active. They're more active also with the comments and uh, to every... Div- I want to comment when I want to say something that, you know, it's a more constructive, even when I say good words, and uh, express my good feelings. I'm gonna be a little bit more uh, just of three words. A hey,
0: great emoji. Fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, are you uh, making some good little side money now at this point with your YouTube channel, or um, do you have I don't see it. work coming in, I, or
1: I, I don't see the YouTube as a source of income. Like, uh, there are opportunities, but, uh, as I started it, I see it as a way that first of all, I, am uh, you know, I'm doing what I love. Yeah. I'm building this thing. If eventually goes into, uh, a, a way of me to be a full-time YouTuber, it's very welcomed. Right. Sure. But it's not the goal for that yet. So I just enjoy the process. Um, uh, Doing different things, as you saw. I have the Final Cut and I have the Final Cut tutorials, but also I have the gear reviews. And also I will just grab my camera and I will film a video of the the guy who tunes my piano because Mm. I can. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if this uh, changes in the future, it might be a different conversation, but uh, usually freelancing work in all the different areas that uh, I'm working for the past years.
0: Gotcha. And is it, is it a fairly expensive place to live in Athens or is it kind of like middle class out there? It, you know, are you able to survive uh, without having to make, you know, millions of dollars basically?
1: <laughs> Listen, this is, a, this is a, honestly a, a conversation for a different day. Because, <laughs> uh, first of all, we're not America, we're Europe. Also, we're not only Europe, we are a very small place in Europe. Mm. the economy it's not that great mm. and uh we might we might say a number for example for a rent and you might say for example that uh, 500 or 600 or 700 euros for a house to rent is uh, cheap for you mm. right imagine the mean, the average uh monthly salary for yeah. a 9 to 5 job is 700 euros per month oh
0: wow
1: yeah so that's why I told you. As for the economy side of things, let's don't get uh, <laughs> how topic. depressed. Depressed. Sure. <laughs> in this
0: conversation, but do you get your work from all over the world, though? Yeah, I would yeah, imagine just through yeah. the internet, people work with you. Not you, exactly. your clients aren't in Athens per se. It's it's all over. No, no
1: no 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 all over all over yeah. And uh, you know that's the
0: that's the beauty of internet. That's the beauty yeah. of internet. That's awesome. Well, what are some of your aspirations and goals for your channel and and just things moving forward for you? Okay, inspirations and goals. What I would love, first
1: of all, is to be healthy during this uh, whole uh, pandemic period because I know a lot of us had a lot of different dreams and uh, inspirations for what they do, but we realized in a very short period of time that we're nothing, right? We have dreams, we have goals, and someone up there has different plans <laughs> for <laughs> all of us that yeah. we can control. So first of all, I want to stay safe and uh, I want the channel to have the opportunity to not see it as a job. Mm. Because this is something that I know from uh, past experience also with music as well. I don't want to see creating videos as my nine-to-five job. Sure. I want to enjoy the whole process. And um, I'm going to try new things as I'm trying all the time. I'm going to try new videos. And I'm not sure that I'm going to keep only the videos that they're going to succeed. I'm going to keep videos that I'm going to enjoy making in the process. Yeah. So that's, that's the goal for 2021. New experiences, new tests, but also enjoy the whole process if i'm not enjoying it and also this is something that i do with gears like when companies reach out and say hey uh, do you want me to send you this for review i say you can send it i can try if i like it i'm gonna make a video if i don't like it i'm gonna return to you yeah thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly or or if you want if you want i can uh, post the video well, I think your message and your journey is real inspiring to a lot of our listeners because a lot of people listening are probably in a similar situation. Maybe they're freelance uh, filmmakers, editors, creators, and they just want to have a creative outlet and just a place to have fun and to create stuff. And I love that you're not uh, looking to make you know a ton of money on it. You're just you're focused on having fun and obviously growing and and you know advancing and becoming better at it. And you have been your, your thumbnails, your titles, your view count, it's all going thank up. You. You're, you're able to grow and change. And, uh, like I said, if, if you're not at 30,000 subscribers, by the time you listen to this podcast, everybody go over to his channel and subscribe, even if he already hit 30, let's get him to 40. Um, <laughs> so Emilio, thank you so much for being on the golden hour podcast today, for talking about your journey, for talking about nerdy Apple stuff and final cut stuff. That's all thank you. things that I love. So it was, thank and it was you great. So much. Yeah, it was great to meet you. Uh, like you know, again in person this time, not just over Clubhouse, but
1: it it was a pleasure, and uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I hope uh, when all this COVID madness goes out, we can hang out together. You know, with our friends in a oh, good absolutely. place, have a beer, have a, a whiskey. I love
0: whiskeys. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> I love. Uh, I I love like Greek food. I want to come out there and eat some food with you. So if you ever come to Greece, just give
1: me send me a message to be there. I got you covered. <laughs>
0: oh heck yeah. That'll be fun. Let's do it. Yeah. When when we can start traveling again I'll I'll have to make an Athens uh, trip. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
1: Thank you for everything. Have a wonderful day and uh again stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> That's right.
0: Stay safe. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Emilio Takas. If you haven't subscribed to his YouTube channel already, I highly encourage you guys to do so. We've obviously linked it down in the show notes below, but you can also find him at youtube.com slash Emilio Takas, E-M-I-L-I-O-T-A-K-A-S. If you guys have any suggestions or guests that you would love to see featured on the show would you please reach out to me either on twitter or instagram twitter at dave mays instagram at dave mays underscore i really appreciate you guys listening every single week once again i'm your host dave mays and i will see you next tuesday